There's no part of Afghanistan that doesn't have some kind of fallout. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-468-8669. There is no part that doesn't have a fallout. We discussed the propaganda war already at play from the Taliban creating photos and the imagery of Iwo Jima. You already have China uh, playing it up against Taiwan. Lord knows what the Russians are going to do with Ukraine and Estonia. But what about the fallout right here? What about the political fallout of recognizing that Joe Biden's failure isn't an isolated incident, whether we want to talk about rising prices and inflation, gas prices, whether we want to talk about the southern border. How about the fact that you still have three and a half more years of this administration and what other damage can be done? What is it that Republicans in the House and in the Senate, what can they do to blunt this? How do they change his mind on some of these things and get a better result going forward. Exactly what does this mean for 2022 and possibly 2024? Senator Todd Young joins us right now. Senator from Indiana at Sen Todd Young on the Twitter box. And you're 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 a Marine, sir. We we know this story about you. You have served. Let's start with that basic then. You watch this pullout from Afghanistan and what has transpired over the last seven days. Your take. So, look, my take is, uh, Tony, uh, yes, as a Marine, I've I've talked to corporals and sergeants uh, out in the field. And one of the things you learn is your most valuable source of tactical intelligence can oftentimes be your troops themselves. And as uh, as we've seen soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines return from Afghanistan, one of the things that they have said time and time again is, is that the Afghan National Security Force, the Afghan Army that we helped build, wasn't ready to fight on its own. And so th- the challenges we're seeing, to put it mildly, were foreseeable. There were serious gaps in, in um in, in uh, judgment that occurred by the president of the United States, uh, that occurred by our top military leaders, our top diplomats. And the execution of this withdrawal has, has been sloppy and cavalier and, and, and um, disastrous uh, in implementation. And uh, therefore, uh, in the here and now, we need to focus on getting every single American out of that country come what may. That's my takeaway. But we're not hearing that in those direct terms. What we're hearing is, for as long as we can stay, for as long as we're there, we're going to do our best. You have stories that the Taliban is now saying they won't extend the deadline, as if somehow they have a choice in this matter. Is there a possibility? Are you discussing with people what happens if Joe Biden leaves Americans behind? Well, absolutely. Uh, Our point of emphasis right now is making sure that between now and the 31st, uh, which is uh, still the administration's intended exit uh, timeline, uh, that uh, we do everything we can to support that mission. My office is doing that. Uh, We're in touch with 250 different individuals that we're trying to get out of uh, Afghanistan, Hoosiers who are themselves uh, trapped and, and so forth. Uh, I've been working on this for months, actually, uh, working with my colleagues to make sure that those interpreters who ally with our soldier, sailors, airmen, and Marines could get out of the country. But for whatever reason, 
the administration, and, and here's, here's the crux of it, Tony. You focus on getting civilians out first, then you pull your troops out. They had it in reverse. They actually want to get the troops out uh, by a date certain, and it happened to coincide with the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And, and, and it's as though getting the civilians out has become an afterthought. So, look, look um, in the near term, everything needs to be done to get these civilians out, and, and that's where our, our focus is. But uh, rest assured, there will be a lot of probing questions uh, I and others will be asking um, strategically, which is where you started uh, with your lead-in, uh, in, in, in terms of the planning ops. And um, I suspect some of our leadership uh, will, uh, will be called to the carpet. Talking to Senator Todd Young of Indiana, I, I, I want to make sure we, we, we cover something directly here, which is I don't mind tough questions being asked. What I am more curious about is how in the bloody hell do you handle, forgive the language, the next three and a half years with somebody who doesn't understand that you get the Americans out first and then you get your military out? How do you blunt this kind of very dangerous, you take a look at the way allies are disgusted by what's happening. Uh, the, the French uh, President Emmanuel Macron and parts of his conversation were even scrubbed from Americans seeing it. The UK condemning, uh, holding Joe Biden in contempt. What is the plan to get him on a more straight and narrow path if that's what it takes? Or is there a stronger political play that can happen? Look, uh, there will come a time in, in the not-too-distant future where Republicans uh, will have more leverage uh, collectively as a group. Uh, you know, there is a coming election next year, uh, and that's how those things play out. In the near term, every single one of us should be praying for the success of this president and, and successfully extract, extracting Americans, uh, interpreters, and, and so forth. But um, uh, the, the very pointed answer to your question, Tony, is, is that uh, we are able to steer this country in a, uh, in a wiser direction if we can get more leverage. We will have power over the purse. We will have oversight power so we can hold probing hearings about what went wrong and what might go wrong as it pertains to other foreign policy issues moving forward. And ultimately, uh, we have power to authorize the use of military force or not to authorize the use of military force. So uh, those are the instruments that we have, but they can only be exercised with majority power. Let me now step into going back to a, a, a bit of, of technical and rely a bit on your your military expertise. We talk about the training that the United States gave the Afghanis, and that training involved training them in how the U.S. sees military involvement as an air support type of system, that we engage in the air and then we are able to move uh, better through the ground. That air support was taken away from the Afghanis, and the ability to engage it themselves was taken away in this uh, radicalized pull out from from joe biden did we train them right should they have been trained in the way we do it or should we have trained to more of their strengths which experts tell me was more of a light infantry style so that's an excellent question um look we spent 20 years uh building this army using our best trainers uh equipping with them with some of uh, our most sophisticated technology we've we've given them an air force right 
uh, and, and yet uh, they fell apart uh, almost immediately. Uh, I think we have to recognize there are uh, limitations. There are limitations as it relates to trying to train uh, a force of, of people uh, who regard themselves first and foremost as members of a tribe and not of a nation. And uh, so I attribute that, uh, you know, and, and they're up against a, 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 a group that has been battle-hardened for 20 years, the Taliban, uh, though vastly outnumbered. They were fighting for a cause. And seemingly so many of the Afghan soldiers were just collecting a paycheck. But in the near term, I do want to emphasize, Tony, uh, if you'll just give me 10 seconds of airtime on this, uh, we, we, we've got to get uh, our Hoosiers out, the rest of Americans out. Our office is trying to be helpful however we can. If, if there are any family members listening to this, they believe we can be helpful. Um, uh, they can email our office at evacuation at young.senate.gov. We've been working with some uh, hard rank-and-file workers at DOD and states. We've met with success in getting some people repatriated. We want to help with more. That's singular, evacuation. That is uh, singular, evacuation at young.senate.gov. Okay. Before before I let you go, sir, uh, it's, it's, it's a two-part question of two very different questions. Uh, one of your fellow members of the Senate, Ben Sass, out of Nebraska, has been jumping up and down about the the realization that we need in certain areas a small light footprint, a forward force, if if you will. You're going to have to leave Americans in certain spots around the globe. And, and in my take of what he's saying, that's the new foreign policy. That's the way it's got to be. In your point of view, from, from your looking at it, do we need to start leaving Americans in drips and drabs across the globe? We, we don't want to leave any Americans behind. Absolutely not. I, I mean, meant, I meant forces. I meant U.S. forces. I don't mean, I don't mean what, what's happening in Afghanistan right now. Oh, look, we, we don't want to be everywhere. Uh, so I don't oppose, uh, you know, conceptually to the pullout of forces. But this was a botched implementation. As far as Ben Sass and, and, and uh, my, my colleague uh, with whom I uh, have a great relationship and I have a great deal of respect for Ben, Ben, I believe, has advocated retaking uh, the, the Bagram Air Base, which I, you know, my briefing tells me would require uh, a major commitment of, of troops and so forth. That may or may not be the best option as we look to getting Americans out. I suspect there are other options. Uh, that, that can be utilized, uh, like uh, coming up with loiter points, advertising to Americans that are in Kabul, uh, when they can uh, meet our, our troops there, and then providing a, uh, an, an armored uh, corridor uh, where, those, where those Americans can uh, find their way to safety. But look, let's, let's hope that it doesn't come to that. Let's hope that before August 31st, we can get all these Americans out uh, that's what the commander in chief has promised us. Uh, so far, his promises have rung hollow. But uh, uh, at, at my level, I'm going to do everything possible to make sure that we uh, we meet with success. Do Republicans, because Senator Lindsey Graham brought it up, others have brought it up. Do Republicans have an appetite for impeachment? Look, I don't th- see how that helps us right now. Um, You you know, I I know a lot of times being spent on television, I suppose that doesn't slow us down talking about things like that. But we ought to be intently focused on what's our op plan 
you know, how can we be helpful in getting every single American and uh, those who have helped us, interpreters, uh, for example, out of this country? That's what I've been focused on for months. Uh, uh, and that's what uh, the administration is going to be focused on. And then, and then, frankly, uh, uh, all these questions need to be answered. Uh, all these questions need to be answered by the president of the United States directly, uh, by his top diplomats and, and military commanders. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if uh, there were some uh, there were some resignations. And if there aren't resignations, there may need to be firings. We will get into that in the days ahead. Senator Todd Young, I appreciate you taking the time, Senator Todd Young of Indiana. Uh, if you have anybody who needs help, evacuation at young.senate.gov, I believe, is, is the proper email. Young.senate.gov, I will put that there on the Twitter box. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.